Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm with Joanne and Carol. Welcome back, ladies. Hey, it's great to be here. My words, too. It's good to be here. I always enjoy being here. (laughs) Well, we have been having quite a, I'd say, a fun time this week. It's been really enjoyable for me to look at the principles of Lorette. And listeners, we talk about these principles quite often. They're from Proverbs. Uh, They were written originally by uh, Joanne's father, John Schrock, who began the Lorette organization. And you can go to Lored.org, that's L-A-R-E-D dot O-R-G, and you can find these principles and you can run your own roundtables, which is wonderful. Just gather a group of friends around you. It's very simple. Everyone reads, everyone participates, and you discuss it. So The other thing you can do on that website is actually listen to my father talk. Yes. Oh, yes. So if you, you know, if you're at a point where you just need to have some advice on something, I, I do this periodically. Like if I know I have a tough meeting coming up or I have some confrontation or conflict with someone, I will go back to the Lorette principles and I will pull it up and I will listen to dad talk about it. Um, It's a fun way to to just get advice quickly uh, before you are in a situation where you just need to be reminded. Uh, And it's wonderful. It is. Those recordings are really precious. I'm so thankful that they're out there. So yeah, there's lots of ways to enjoy these things. And uh, we are going to look at a principle today, a new one, uh, a leadership principle. Uh, Which one are we doing? We're doing listening today. Oh boy, this one might step on my toes. Oh, I think <laughs> all it of will ours. step on all of our toes. <laughs> Carol, why don't you start reading this? I would love to. A wise man will hear and increase learning. Proverbs 1.5. Listening. The word listen means to make an effort to hear or pay attention to, to give heed or to take advice. The pro- proverb says, a wise man will hear, meaning that if we are wise, we will be good listeners. The reason that wise men listen is because they know they become wiser by listening. Good listeners are seeking to learn more. Wisdom is not an inherited gift. Rather, it's earned by listening and learning and by observing and understanding. A good listener will usually have these four traits, four character traits. One, they are disciplined listeners and talkers. Two, they are seekers of truth. They want to know what is right, not who is right. Number three, they love quiet time. No radio, no TV, no reading, no interruptions. They like to have time to review what is inside them. They are thinkers. And four, they are full of questions. They don't want to be misunderstood or to misunderstand. Mm. Jesus was always aware of being misunderstood. That's why he said, He that has an ear, let him hear. He meant, don't just hear my words, comprehend and understand the idea and get the concept of what I'm trying to say. All good teachers try to communicate certain concepts, but they don't always use the right words. So we hear the words, but don't get the bottom line. That's why good listeners will probe by asking questions. If we are not disciplined listeners, we won't get the point. Sometimes we think that people around us hear what we are saying only to find out later that they thought we meant something else. Listening is not enough. We must hear. Listening is not hearing until we fully understand what the other party is trying to convey to us. Television only communicates in part, for it only works one way. 
Telephones are better system of communication, for we hear and respond. Fax machines, on the other hand, are perfect in communication. The receiving machine receives exactly what the sending machine transmitted. But we are not like fax machines. We measure and judge the words of others by our own perceptions and emotions or our state of being. We hear the words that inform our own perceptions based on what we think we heard and interpret it with our feelings from our past experiences. Everything we hear goes through a process of our hurts and disappointments, and we then judge accordingly. That's why we call reading into it. Someone will take something we have said, and they will say that we were talking about them when it was not even in our mind. Boy, is that ever true. (laughs) (laughs) If we are going to be successful in building business and personal relationships, we will need to take the initiative to listen until we know where people are and what they need. Discovering needs is the first step in helping others. We will learn their needs if we can listen. Wise men become wise by listening, and they will keep on listening because they see the value in it. Hmm. A good way to make sure we understand someone is to ask him, is this what you're trying to tell me? Or is this what you mean? Don't be too proud to ask for clarity. It is time well spent and will avoid a lot of hurts and confusion. And oh, is that true on both sides of that <laughs> it listening is. You experience? Know, when I read this, I remember many years ago when my husband and I were having problems. If you're in a marriage that doesn't have problems, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> we and we don't really believe two people. you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two people living in a house with their own ideas. Um, you have to work through some things. But we actually went to marriage counseling, and I will never forget an experience we had in that office. The counselor asked my husband a question, and my husband answered the question. Then the counselor asked me to say or repeat what Andy said, so that I said what I heard Andy say. And as soon as I said it, Andy said, that's not what I said. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then he reversed it and asked me a question and asked Andy to say what I said. And I looked at him and I said, that is not at all what I said. Hmm. And so we're listening, but we're not hearing. Right. Right. And so we did understanding people yesterday. And I think understanding people helps us to hear what the person is saying. Yeah. And so, I mean, I will never forget that. And it's, I think it's one of the reasons that when I give instructions to an employee and an employee just looks at me and, and it's like, you know, they're like nodding their head that they understand. I will often say, can you tell me what I asked you to do? I want to make sure you understand what I'm asking you to do. And I have them repeat it back to me. And it is amazing how many times it's not really what I meant, mm-hmm. you know? And so hearing and listening are two different things. And you know, it's it's many times, it's it's a very wise thing. It, it says in here, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's two different things. Mm-hmm. And often we can say, now I heard you say, this is what I think I heard you say. Is yes. this right? You know, we do that a lot at home. And I had to laugh too, because there's times when my husband and I were like, I mean, maybe it's directions or I don't know, but we're both talking about the same thing, but arguing about, no, not that, this, or not this, and that. actually saying and, the same thing. Yeah, we're trying to get to the same point. <laughs> and, you know, then we just end up laughing because, like, well, that's what I was trying to get at. No, that's what I was trying to get <laughs> we're at. Saying the same, <laughs> we're saying like, the same thing. And so. Oh, I've told this story a number of times, but I still remember my husband and I standing in our kitchen and having a conversation. It was more of an argument, but... Um, <laughs> And my my teenage son, he was probably 15 at the time, I don't know, he walked into the kitchen, walked between us to get to the refrigerator, and we're just continuing on, you know, and he reached in, I think he got something to drink, got out of the refrigerator, shut the refrigerator door, turned around, 
looked at my husband, looked at me and said, you both know how ridiculous you sound, don't you? <laughs> and then he turned around and walked out of the kitchen. And my husband and I looked at each other and we just busted out laughing because we were. We were like arguing over the same, trying to say the same thing, but arguing about it. And uh, that has always just stuck with me that, man, sometimes we get into that cycle and it is the listening but not hearing, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, parsing out the words we say and not looking for the meaning of the words. Like, well, you should have said this word instead of that word because this word, it's like, no, did you understand what I meant to say? This is what I meant to say. Can you understand that? Can we move on from that? And sometimes we can find ourselves in those situations Mm -hmm. where we're not communicating Mm -hmm. for that reason. Well, and sometimes like you brought up work, if you have ever started a new job, there's like a lingo or a language that you're not part of, you know, but it's cultural maybe in a company or if you go to a new church, if you go to a new, you know, that someone might, they know exactly what they mean, but because it's part of the culture or part of a company, like terms or the way they use Even within a family. You know? Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. That you have to become like part of that culture to understand Mm -hmm. what exactly the meaning is behind that. We, my husband and I were house parents at a home for, uh, teenage girls with that had uh, moms uh, new babies and I can still remember this one precious girl she'd said something to me and I didn't hear and so I'm thinking I'm being polite and I said I said pardon me and she kind of flew into a rage and was and I'm like wait what what what's going on what's happening here I don't know what's happening how did I offend you by but to her what she heard was I don't know pardon me or it was something (laughs) insulting to her you know what I mean that was her background that was her culture and so I was very careful not to use those words again, but you have to understand that or, or recognize that that can happen or you'll find yourself in those Mm -hmm. kinds of situations. It's coming back to everybody has a story. Right. Mm -hmm. And understanding Mm -hmm. people that, you know, to understand Mm -hmm. that to her, that's what that meant. Well, I didn't want to, that's not at all what I wanted to convey. So I don't care what words I have to use. I'll, I'll shift those words aside. That's not important to me. What's important is for me to communicate with Mm -hmm. her. So if I have to learn that new language or I have to change the words I speak, whatever it takes to have that communication going, I think that's what we need to mm-hmm. focus on. Mm-hmm. Part of listening is is talking. It's communicating. I mean, it's you can't... Did you ever talk to somebody that you could tell while you were talking to them, they're already thinking about the, what they're going to say oh, back? Oh, yes. They're not listening to what you're saying. They don't hear what you're saying. They're preparing their retaliation. Mm-hmm. That is that is so... I, don't even, I can't even find the words, but it's frustrating when you're trying to explain something to somebody and you can tell that they have no desire to hear what you're saying. They don't really care about what you're saying. Your point doesn't really matter. You know, they're 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 getting ready for the fight. Right. There were there was already forming in their mm-hmm. mind or distractions. I find that my husband and I have come to a new understanding that when we're talking because we can be in the same room and I'll say something and he like I'm right next to me. He didn't hear me. He didn't hear me. <laughs> or I didn't hear him. You know, so it's like, you know, if you have to say, honey, look, I'm talking to you. So we're going to talk right now. So put the phone down or whatever. Yes. Or are you listening? It's kind of an are you listening check, you know. So how we respond to each other, we know. And then one of the other will say, wait, wait I want to tell you something, you know. Look at me. Let's make some Mm -hmm. eye contact. We've recognized that the distractions are there. Mm -hmm. And if we just keep talking, you know, then we're going to miss it. And we can spend, you know, 30 minutes trying to regroup and figure out what we missed rather than just making sure we have that, that 
uh, give attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what it is, is are you paying attention Mm -hmm. in the moment or, or are you thinking of something else or trying to form words? I'm so guilty because, you know, my husband and I both work and we have different hours. And so I will almost every morning ask him, what time will you be home tonight? And then later I'll ask the same question oh, yeah. again, which <laughs> tells me I was not paying any attention. I was doing something else while he was telling me. I already asked the question. I, I wanted to know, but I didn't care enough to actually listen. And so I have to ask the question again. And um, that's just probably not real healthy. <laughs> I do the I'm same thinking, thing. That's not a yeah. good way to have a good relationship. That's right. <laughs> and there's, there's three verses I want to share uh, that have come to my mind that I think goes right along with us. I, scripture just has a lot to say about these principles. And there's... people who think it's irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's right out of Scripture. So uh, let's look at a couple of those. James 1, 19 says, Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And then here's another one out of Proverbs twelve fifteen: The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man listens to advice. In Proverbs eighteen thirteen, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. And then, of course, that's uh, Proverbs 1, 5 is what we've looked at today. A wise man will hear and increase learning. I'm looking at something here in this principle that I think is really interesting. It says a good listener will usually have these four character traits. They are disciplined listeners. And boy, I think of that in my own life, that if you are a disciplined listener, the person that is talking to you sees that you care what they're talking about. Their words are important to you. You are disciplined in listening because we are so often not disciplined in listening. It's like we said a little bit ago, you listen on the run. And so to actually really just take the time to be disciplined and listen to what is being said. I think that is awesome. It says they're seekers of the truth. And I like the fact that these are all actions. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a disciplined listener. You're seeking the truth. We're seekers of truth. Um, they want to know what is right, not who is right. Um, and then the next one is they're thinkers. And they like to have quiet time. And, I mean, I love quiet time. I, I love quiet time because my life is hectic. And so quiet time to me is just a time of peace and just downtime and just kind of time for me to kind of, I don't know, regroup uh, without a lot of distractions. Uh, And they're full of questions. And so, you know, when you are listening to someone and you're disciplined and you are listening to what is being said, you will ask questions for clarification. You will ask questions so that you can understand what the person is trying to communicate Uh, Those are things that I think are four very important parts of listening. And like you said, I think there's a lot of practicality in those Mm -hmm. uh, that we can draw from, you know, asking questions. If someone is saying something you don't understand, you know, asking for clarification. And if someone, you know, without distractions, if you uh, put aside, (laughs) turn off the computer, turn away from the computer, Mm -hmm. put your phone down Mm -hmm. instead of you know, being drawn to that. There's so many practical things we can do. There is. And and think about this as a mother. If you feel like you can't communicate with your teenager, what would happen if you'd be a disciplined listener to that teenager? If that teenager would feel like what they have to say is important to you, enough that you are disciplined in listening and you're interested enough in what they're saying that you will actually ask questions. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to build a relationship with your teenager, they're right there. It's a really good place to start because they want to be heard by someone. And if you want to be able to speak into your teenager's life, then you need to learn to listen to what they're saying and spend time and show them how important their words are to you by being disciplined to listen to them. You know, and I actually think it starts way sooner oh, than a teenager, which is yes. true. But I, one of my adorable granddaughters called me the other day, and she's nine going on 16. <laughs> and, um, you know, she just had to tell me all about her best friend and how they were arguing it all about this boy, you know, and her, her mom kind of rolls her eyes. And I just, I kind of encourage her to talk to me because my thing is call me, if mm-hmm. you'll call me when you're nine and we can talk on the phone. I mean, I, I actually I have to admit, I put it on speakerphone so, so my husband could hear. We were trying not to laugh over the whole thing, but I'm like, tell me, tell me all about it. And I'll mm-hmm. ask you, I'll ask you again when I see you again about that situation, about that boy you have that crush mm-hmm. on or whatever, because I want you to call me when you're 16 yes. or when you're 20 mm-hmm. or when you're so looking true. for that you know, you're in a relationship that may go further than I, I want. I want this kind of conversation mm-hmm. with you. That is such wisdom. That is such wisdom because, again, that child needs to be heard. Yes, yes. The child absolutely. needs to be heard. Yeah. The child needs to know what's concerning them is important enough that somebody will listen. I mean, what a gift to a child. Mm-hmm. What a gift. And creating that environment, I was just thinking about, we just visited um, two... Well, I only, we only have two sons. <laughs> they both live in Los Angeles right now. So it seems so far being here in Ohio. But we just visited them, and we had a busy weekend. It was activity, activity, activity. And you're racing around in six lanes of traffic, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get here and there. But we went to this arboretum, which was this, like, living in Ohio. <laughs> like, it be this peaceful place in the middle of the city where there was no noise. And we just walked around mm. and looked at plants and had conversation, mm-hmm. which opened more conversation, which opened, you know, getting to the deeper things of life. So we were really busy. That was fun. It was fun to be busy. But if but we wanted to touch their hearts. We wanted a, a connection heart to heart. And sometimes you just have to create that environment, mm-hmm. make those moments, take, you know, take a child out to breakfast or create a place at home where it's like you turn everything off and just have a conversation or, you know, make a, make a moment where it, that, like that phone call you mm-hmm. were talking about where we, um, get rid of the distractions mm-hmm. to get to the deeper places. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's that fun conversation like you had with your granddaughter now to get to the deeper things later. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're, you're building, you're building that and Mm -hmm. you're, you're building a pathway of communication. And that's true, not only with children, but with your coworkers or with, with other people that you have a relationship with or, or people that you know in the community that you want a relationship with. You've got to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. And that, that comes with a lot of disciplined listening. It does. It comes with a lot of approaching someone with respect, even if they don't come, even if they don't have the same point of view. And I've, I've discovered over the years that when I, when I approach people with love and respect and, and listening, I mean, they may be telling things that in my head, I'm going, Oh, that is just, you're headed for a disaster or that's not at all how, or whatever, or that is not biblically true at all. I may have those thoughts in my head. It's not always appropriate for me to say that because what is the relationship? You know, it, it, are they asking my advice? Well, then maybe I have an opportunity. Um, uh, 
Gwen McCaslin, who's been on air with us many times as a counselor, and she's, I love this. She says we either have, if you have the position or permission to speak into someone's life, like are you in a, if you're a mom, you have the position. If you're a boss, you have the position. Uh, Or if someone comes to you, but that's, how do you get the permission to speak into someone's life? You earn their trust. Mm-hmm. You have a relationship, relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not all about, I'm going to tell you what to do. It's, it's, it's a give and it's a, mm-hmm. a take there. You're recognizing them as someone God dearly loves. And if you can encourage them, you know, and maybe that there are times where I've heard people say things and I think, oh, I would really like to straighten you out, but this isn't the time to do that. This is the time for me to encourage you in the way that was a good thing. So I'm going to focus on the good thing and I'm going to let this other stuff just ride it out Mm -hmm. and allow God to open the door for a time that maybe they'll come to me. And I found that I have good relationships with people that I am way on the other side of issues on, way completely. I mean, atheist, that's on the other side of an issue (laughs) for me, you know? But there's some respect there, and there's a relationship, and that that also leaves the door open for another time for a conversation that may come in Mm -hmm. an unexpected moment, and praise God for it. And in the meantime, it's my job to love them and respect them and to pray for them, you know, and not just for my voice, but for other Mm -hmm. voices to speak into their life. Uh, People have done that for me, you know? Mm -hmm. When I was on the other side of an issue or, you know, when I was far from God, that's how... That's how I received Jesus was someone opened that door of communication and I heard about him and my heart was ready to mm-hmm. receive him. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And just, you know, just thinking, I was thinking about Jesus earlier when we were talking about listening and around Easter time, I was thinking about how Jesus, he told his disciples, like, no question, I'm going to die. I mean, this is what's going <laughs> to happen. And then this is going to happen. And They didn't get it. (laughs) And so, you know, even with Jesus, we think probably the greatest communicator of all time. And I'm not saying he didn't say it right, but he also said some crazy stuff that people, like, they weren't ready to hear, drink Mm -hmm. my blood and, you know, eat Mm -hmm. my flesh and drink my blood that they didn't understand. But we hear through filters of, like we talked about, what what we think. Sometimes we hear what we want to hear. Right. Yeah, those disciples weren't, they didn't have a grid for it. (laughs) So even, but it's true, just, you know, wanting to open those doors. The thing that's interesting about the disciples and even Jesus' own family, his brothers, is that they maybe didn't understand, but later it was revealed to them and they remembered the things that Jesus said. I One of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of James, just because this is Jesus' brother who thought Jesus was crazy. <laughs> I mean, when you think about this, all of a sudden he heard and understood what he didn't hear and understand before. Mm. And so sometimes we, we listen and we don't hear, but then later all of a sudden we hear what was actually being said and it becomes reality to us. So I think listening is, is such a, an important thing because I think, you know, again, we talked about the things that people need last, uh, last or I'm sorry, yesterday. And, um, you know, the, the people want to be appreciated. They want to be understood and they want to be listened to. And when you listen to a person, it helps them to feel like they are important. It makes them feel like there is value to them. And you get to understand them. And you them get to understand them. So it's it's all important. So we are so glad that you have joined us today. And we really hope that you take this principle of listening to a different level in your life where you are actually being a disciplined listener to the people around you. Show an interest in what they're saying because you're putting value into their lives by taking time to listen. So thank you for joining us here today in the Circle of Friends. We'll be back tomorrow with another principle from Lored. 
Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.